0: want to welcome you into another episode of the Idea Collision, uh, the podcast where we kind of combine ideas together, try to come out with a spiritual thought, um, some guidance to to leave you with something practical to improve your day, your week, uh, and hopefully your life. And uh, we're going to be kind of combining some thoughts um, as we talk about emotional health and uh, some people call mental health, spiritual health, really. And um but going back even to some of the different topics we've had and combining some thoughts from previous. Now, that doesn't mean you have to go back and listen to them, but it does mean that if you go back and listen you'll kinda get a, a deeper uh understanding of what we're going through, the material that I'm sharing with you, uh, and theories, um ideas, uh that that hopefully will will help you. And uh, we began the I, the concept of identity last week. Uh, we talked about the IMA, what I call the IMA, the 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 way we identify ourselves that determines kind of our direction in life. It de- determines our priorities and, and the rules that we make for ourselves and the the principles that we make our decisions based upon. And as I say, I want to go back to one of our very early I think I like our second podcast. Um, Third, maybe uh, both of them. I don't know, but we talked about how generations affect others, and we're we're more interested in in looking not so minutely at one individual here or one individual there, but but how kind of we're a part of a whole, and that's important, I think, because we are made for a group, and we're going to talk that about, about that a little bit today, and um, how generations affect each other, and and specifically, we talked about we've kind of talked about that throughout here but uh how the family unit uh and how the 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 breakdown of the family has affected things negatively uh specifically how that how that happened um we are uh shaped i would say both incidentally and we are shaped uh intentionally what i mean by that is that we are shaped not just we're shaped by the events that happen to us the circumstances we're born in things like that those are incidents but we are also shaped by values values that people put into us um there are a, a number of them uh but let's let's look first of all at the events uh this is we've talked a lot about this um where um let's say i was born in a stable home i would likely live in a safe area uh, I would likely be a little bit more affluent, not necessarily rich, but I would have more um, amenities, nicer house. Uh, I would therefore be in a probably in an environment where there was a good education system, right? Positive role models and and all that, right? So so that that's going to affect the way I interpret life and I view life, my worldview, and my view of myself. Uh, whereas it, you can if you're not that if you're born on the other end of the spectrum right you're going to have a different view of the world you're going to have a different view of yourself and all of these things are going to shape your identity and those will determine the direction that you go in large part not exclusively because there's another area of life. And those are the rules and priorities that are instilled in you. Now, some of these you instill in yourself. As we've talked about, you respond to those situations, and you come up with your own set of rules for yourself. But a lot of these values will be values that were put in you by sources all around you. Obviously, your parents or parent, whatever the whatever your role model is. Um Whatever people are important to you when you are young, those people are, are heavily influenced or are heavily influence you, um, you know, in, in in your value system. The uh well that only lasts really the that aspect only lasts until you graduate from high school. Um after that there's much less. You separate, you go to college. Well so the another area is it's maybe not as significant, but it it does last longer. Would be the educators in your life. So so because now you're going to go to college, you're going to go to get an associate's, you're going to get a bachelor's, you're going to get a master's, you're going to get a doctorate's. Right? You're going to have people influencing you, educators influencing you, for another, you know, anywhere from anywhere from two to eight years or twelve years, whatever. So now, so and, and if you think that educators don't have an agenda which we're going to talk about agenda education has always instilled a value system there's people that think that there was a time where you know educators only just taught reading writing and arithmetic you know uh, that's that's all they taught and we should go back to that but read some of the early primers what they call the primers the you know where morals were instilled in the very teaching of the alphabet, where where you had to recite f- phrases that the the alphabet was used to teach morals, uh, that that the educators at the time thought were morals that you should have, not not necessarily all of them bad, you know. Um, so, uh, so so, teachers have always had well, education systems have always had a virtue system, an, a, a, an agenda of teaching some type of virtue. Now, the virtues change as culture changes, but it's always been there. Well, so so that lasts longer. But there's another source of of um, instilling an agenda in you. And agenda is not a bad word, by the way. Agenda just means, you know, uh, what I want to accomplish. I have agendas for my kids. They don't always like those agendas, and they, you know, tend to disagree. Your kid comes home from college, and he you know politely declines some of the agendas that you think you know uh you know things that you think he should be doing or she i suppose um but in my case a he uh, <laughs> as i have one in college and and that's their right they get to choose their own way uh but agenda itself is not it's just what i want to accomplish and it's good to have an ag- agenda on a, a thing you want to accomplish with your children well um after even after education is over you're going to have a media uh whether it be news whatever they're consuming uh, social media uh has an agenda um advertising there's an agenda uh television programming those people have agendas uh they want to they have goals of morals that they want to teach with whatever type of programming they're giving you so and these last much longer these last until you die w- music that you listen to the songs that you listen to they they have agendas that they're trying to teach you so all of these things are inputs that, and they affect the identity that you have uh and they affect so they affect the priorities and principles that you will adopt as a part of your life right so um and so one of the things that's happening is is with all of this and i want to talk about the family and and emphasize the family today. Uh, that uh, and it seems strange that we should have to emphasize the role of family um but the fact is is that there are people that would like to diminish the role of the family. uh and and say well the the traditional family unit is is not what we call the traditional family unit some call it the nuclear family is not uh It's not ideal. We should get rid of it. Now, I think probably those people, if we looked at it, are people who did not have access to a good, stable home and are maybe a little bit envious of people who did. uh, And so, therefore, we just kind of like to blow the whole thing up. That's my guess. Um, I haven't really researched that out. But I bet I would find that. Um, But we do need to underscore and I want to observe a little bit of how this has happened how the how the decline has uh, affected people in different ways a- and specifically with reference to our identity um, family has two vital aspects probably more than that but I want to look just look at two and they affect genders different differently now everything that's in a family is necessary for all genders that's that's absolutely true but when when there's something missing i think uh as a generality not an exclusive without exception but but as a generality men and women or boys and girls will seek to replace that what's missing in different ways uh as different things appeal to them and and i think let me i want to try to present this in a way that's kind of self-obvious uh nature hates a vacuum right and so where where there's an absence of family or stable family there's going to be things that are missing and and, and let's take boys for example Our, what appeals to a boy in family or appeals most you can kind of see that in looking at what appeals to boys as they grow up and especially boys in you know without stable families uh, not that the only people that are interested in this are people without stable families but but it will strongly appeal to boys sports right high structure structure is a part of family that that really appeals to boys um, we like we like order we like organization, not that girls aren't organized right don't hear me say that uh but but that appeals. Primarily, and you can see it in the things that boys are drawn to. So, so this highly sports is a you know a team and all the things that go with it: leadership and service and all the elements of a miniature society that a sports team is. Uh, or it might be, as they get a little bit older, military. Right? Same, same idea, same concept: high structure, goals, uh, victory you know very tangible goals there uh and and leadership structures and service structures tasks all of that the structure of the family is looking you know and again there's there's women in the military this is not this is not what we're saying that women don't need structure i'm saying that when something's missing in the family men are more drawn to fill the void with the structure side of the family. Well, in a negative sense, then uh, a lot of times those are filled with gangs, depending on where you're at. And, that, and I know uh, when you hear me say that, you probably, I'm going to date myself here, but you, you hear me say something like Bloods and Crips, you know, from the, from the 80s and 90s, but uh, whatever they're called now, whatever groups there are now, I don't know. But it can be informally. It can be just a small group couple of kids that hang out and get in trouble. But even within that small kind of informal thing, there's going to be structures. There's going to be a leader. There's going to be kind of the enforcers. There's going to be the planners. There's going to be like all the ele- all the elements of even the business world are going to be in that. What are we going to do? How are we going to get in trouble? And uh, so so that can be comforting and a person can find us. I, I want to be a part of the structure. It's 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 welcoming to me. Because I, I didn't have that. And so kids aren't just randomly getting into trouble. They're, they're looking for something, and someone has taken advantage of that. Okay, so that's the structure, and that's the male side of things. So You see far more males get involved in those things than females, um, not exclusively. But uh, you have the other side of, of family, and this will appeal more to females. Uh, again not exclusively in um uh, illustrate this with a kind of a, a an event that happened in Nazi Germany and I don't remember all the details of this I read this a long time ago in Nazi Germany um there was a um uh, an experiment that was done and it was the the idea behind it was to try to prove what language a child an infant would learn if they heard no language. Now I'm gonna guess. I don't know this, but I'm just gonna guess that because they were, it was Nazi Germany, they thought, well, Germany is the best, and we're the Aryan nation, and all that nonsense. So, if no, if, if a infant didn't hear any language, they would naturally just learn German because we're so superior. I, I I would bet money that that was the the theory behind the study, but I don't know that. Well anyway, well so what happened was the way they set it up was they fed them, bathed them, they did whatever was necessary, what we would call the structure, right the 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 basic needs, the physical needs were taken care of, but they didn't speak to them. they didn't cuddle them, they didn't interact with them in any way uh, so that they wouldn't bias this study. Uh, and what was missing what is what we would call nurture. Uh, and you what language do you guess they learned? you'd probably guess that they learned no language, right? Well, actually, they all died um uh, I don't know how many infants were in the study um but they all died males and females uh so it's not to say again that that only females need nurture that's not what we're saying uh but nurture is a vital part of of our of a family unit uh whatever your family unit looks like well. This aspect of what's missing it appeals more to the female who, the the the, ch- the female child that does not have that family unit, they will seek to pursue, uh, the nurture side of things, positive or negative, right? Um, and it again, it doesn't mean that anyone that pursues these things has an absence of it. Like we just look at, you know, teachers. Teachers are tend to be female far more female teachers than than males. Uh why? Well, it's a nurture thing, it appeals to them. And so just like sports, not everybody that's in sports is is a a male and not everyone and not every male who's in sports has this really turbulent upbringing. But that just appeals to them, the org- the structure appeals to them. And, and so nurture appeals to females, so when they're absent it, they will draw themselves even more to it. Uh, And that can display as good things like, you know, teaching or whatever type of nursing things that those type of nurturing roles and environments um, they will be drawn to. Those are good. It can be also, much like the gangs with with boys, it can be negative where a girl may be drawn into uh, filling nurturing needs with, Uh, romantic relationships and this can be for one of two reasons Uh, it can be from the side of wanting to receive nurturing it can also be uh, where they act out what should have been performed for them by a a family where they will seek to nurture Uh, and sometimes this displays as codependency Um, and again I understand that, that males can be codependent. That's not what I'm, I'm saying. Um, and I and there are studies, I, I don't agree with the studies, that, that say that boys score just as high on codependency as girls. I believe that there is a bias with those studies, and I want to illustrate that. Uh, I'm not a scientist, but I do have eyeballs. Uh, and I, I have observed a lot of things. If you see a person who... Uh, is showing typical what we would call typical codependency it will be a female uh typical codependency will be uh give be you just a couple of examples uh typical codependency will be uh where a one where a person is dating another person who's kind of a troubled soul right a troubled soul who needs fixing needs healing needs nurturing, um, you know, and and it, it to to bring out the best in them, right? Uh you even look at movies, those every movie displays that as, as a female, right? It's it's always a female doing that. Um because it mirrors life. Uh it's it's realistic. Life you if you know somebody in a relationship like that, you likely know a female who is using a troubled male in a codependent way. Uh, if you have a parent, you know a parent who will kind of invent sicknesses in e- even spouses or or children uh, to take care of them and and feel like they're doing something and being valid you you're you're you're, go- you're picturing right now even if you know somebody like that, you're probably picturing a female. It's not to say that men don't do it and and it's not to say that men don't need nurture, but the nurturing side of a family, Really appeals more to the female right? that's just it's just a the fact we are made different who knew and so from these um from these from whether it be structure or nurture uh we develop our agendas so that when things are missing i i i'm i'm going to pursue i'm going to structure my life to to gain something. And it doesn't just mean me, but it might mean the things that I want to instill in other people. These, I think, are valuable. I didn't have these. I want you to have them. So uh, the danger that we run into is the danger of pursuing things as an end that we are lacking. In other words, I didn't have this, and this is the ultimate goal. I need this. Let me give you an illustration of this completely on a different topic. Uh, if you think of your grandparents, your grandparents probably had a very stable life. Depending on your age group, you know. Um, so my grandparents died a few years ago. They were in their nineties. So you know, World War II generation, and they had a house, their own house. He had built his own house. I barely remember him building his house while well, he was in his fifties. You know, forties, fifties, building a house that I remember as growing up, furniture. Decent cars, not great cars, you know, but they had cars. And they had, you know, it was consistent. Their life was always the same. Every time you went to the house, it looked the same and it was stable. It was appealing to that, right? To to the to the stable side of, of what we want. And uh so we are born as especially as grandchildren, they're already in the state and that and so it feels like they've always this is what they've always been since they were born. They had this life. And so we don't see how they got that stuff. Well back then, they likely had to other than a house, you know, that they had to take out a loan for, they saved up money, they bought a car. Uh and then they saved up more money and got a nicer car. You know, until they had a fairly stable life. They saved up, they bought a new couch. They saved up they you know all of the stuff They saved up for and bought with cash. But now, I like that. I like the stable. That is an end. I want that life. That's an ideal life. And so what a lot of people have done is they've said, well, I'm going to get that immediately. So we get out of college. We've got college debt. Um, And because college is important. Now, that generation mostly didn't go to college. Uh, They just worked and saved up. So now I, I get out of college. I have college debt. I need a nice car. Right. Because I want the nice car because that's stable and it looks stable. So now I have a car loan and um, now I want you. So I, I want a nice house. So instead of saving up money for, a, you know, a down payment, I get those wonderful first time buyer loans where you don't have to have much money. Boom. And I'm in I'm into a, a huge mortgage <clears throat> and then I need furniture. I need everything. and I want it nice. So I whip out the credit cards. And we start getting nice stuff, boom, 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 nice stuff, nice stereo, nice everything. And and I build myself a stable life, except it's not stable because now I have massive amounts of debt that my grandparents never had. And so it's, I'm not stable. I'm not really happy. Because why? Because I pursued the ends. I saw the ends of what my grandparents was. I, I did not pursue it in the same means that they pursued it. And, and so now, um, right, I... I have a different life than I was expecting. Uh, the average car debt of a house, a household car debt, the average household card, I'm not even talking about mortgage, not even talking about college loans. $35,000 of car debt, car debt in a household. Your grandparents never had that, ever, not once. Um, the average credit card debt is in a house that has credit cards. So just, if you just kind of call out of society, those households that have credit cards, the average, average, meaning more or less, average $8,000 of credit card debt. Your grandparents never had that, ever. So so why is this? Because the ends now is so important. We've forgotten the means by which a, a stable life is formed. Well, so generations... Without stable nurturing homes, have suffered in self-image. We want the image of stability. We want all these things. We want self-esteem, and so uh, when you don't have it, this, comes across uh, as de- it can. It can. It has so many symptoms. Not not just low self-esteem, but it it can manifest as depression, and all sorts of different things. Uh, it displays as narcissism. We talked about codependency even like what we call borderline personality. a lot of these things are controversial in that people will think that they do not exist. Now some things might be over prescribed or over diagnosed, I should say um, but they these are real things and they maybe they didn't exist in great quantities you know in prior generations, but they exist now and it's because of the family unit breakdown. These are realistic symptoms. They do exist. The problem is not, the controversial nature is not in whether they exist or not. It's in how they're treated, right? Uh, And how they're addressed. And so a world that has given up spirituality in in a large part has understood that these are problems. But they are trying to address the ends rather than going through the right means, much uh, much like with the the financial situation that we described with grandparents. And so what they say is, well, you have low self-esteem, you have all these issues relating to self-image, so what we're going to do is we're going to focus on what's called affirmation. Affirmation is not a bad thing, Um, but it's it's saying nice things about yourself. And I don't want to say that uh, we shouldn't get rid of negative self-talk, right? Negative self-talk is destructive, it's dangerous. We want to get rid of that. And it's not bad to repeat true things to yourself. What is dangerous is in focusing on the affirmation uh, as a means of generating self image, self esteem. And maybe we'll go into this deeper and deeper dive in a different um, podcast. But this is essentially using a self worth credit card. Uh, And what I mean by that is that. Uh, eventually, the the affirmations that we we say to ourselves, like I'm important and I'm valuable, which you are valuable, uh, but but just repeating that, repeating that, and repeating that over and over, all of that self talk is eventually going to meet. I'm 40. I'm unemployed. I'm playing video games, and I'm in my my grandma's basement or my mom's basement, and all the affirmations that you've made come due at that moment because it's not going to match what you see what you feel and what you what you see are not going to match and there's going to be this disconnect and all of a sudden every, your your self-esteem is going to come crashing down because it's been based on fluff it's been based on something that's not really tangible and um it's not bad to change our self-talk we we want to do that but but what we want to do is say, my my self-talk needs to be based on substantive things. And those, we talked about how the, you know, when we talked about identity last week, we talked about how the more core something is, the more substance it has, the more valuable, the more long-lasting it is. And, And the deepest part of you, the deepest part is the spiritual side of you because the deepest part of you is the part that, uh lives when your body's not long no longer here. If if everything if your value is attached to all that stuff um then when you don't have the stuff then you don't have the self worth. If you if your if your identity is that is attached to whatever superficial thing, then then when you don't have it, you don't have self worth. And so we, the spiritual side of things is going to be where the deepest part of your self Worth will come from, and the most stable self-worth, and this is why families are so important, um, because typically in families there is uh, there there's stability and there's proper values um, put into to children, because there's there's more nurturing going on. Uh, so, I, I want to leave you. With, I don't want to leave you with something negative. I, I want to leave you with something positive, obviously. Uh, and I hope that this instruction may be a little bit negative, but but I want to leave you with the positive thoughts of of where self image uh, really comes from. And and some of us, you know, we're born into unstable situations or less stable situations, or you know, varying degrees of that. We don't. Not everybody has a wonderful two parent home in in the suburbs and all that. Right? Uh, that's kind of the, actually the minority of people. So, uh, I want to leave you with with something to to kind of start on this week, and that's to to look at your agenda, uh, agendas. What are my priorities? What am I trying to instill in myself and pursue in myself, uh, based on my 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 emotional needs or whatever uh, I have, or for other people? What am I instilling in other people? Sometimes those are a reflection of what I would like in myself and I don't feel it in myself and so I'm going to try to project this into others am I, am I focusing on the the feel good nice statements and affirming everything it might be well intentioned but it might not be long term sustainable um, if it comes if that bill comes due does what I repeat to myself match reality um, uh, if it if it doesn't right um then, then there's something spiritual that needs to be addressed. And that's what I, I want for you this week is to start matching, right, and, and start kind of comparing, contrasting the, the self-talk you have with with the reality of the situation and, and focusing a, a, an emphasis on your spiritual health um, and uh, what, you know, where that's going to be addressed is is going to be a connection with God. We we use kind of the words spiritual in this really vacuous reference, you know, uh, I don't mean like, you know, sitting on the top of the mountain cross-legged in a lotus position. Spiritual means addressing your most center core of of who you are and who you are is what was made by God. Uh, and that's only going to be addressed when you understand your value within the framework of, of who you are made to be uh, so I I really hope you uh, have a, a good week turning kind of turning the page on some things and um, uh, listen to the podcast if you're watching watch it if you're listening uh, try a, a different way uh, but like like it uh, share it uh, because it, it's through doing this that, that more people can be positively affected. All right. I'm